0: The Paul Kuharski Podcast is brought to you by Yazoo Brewing Company, a Nashville original since 2003. Welcome into the Paul Kuharski Podcast, brought to you by Yazoo Brew, Uh, a Nashville tradition, some of the finest beer you're ever going to find. I'm partial to the Hefeweizen, no matter the season, but they've got something for everyone. Uh, I am getting ready to head to London, and uh, I imagine I will sample some fine beer there, not all of it cold but none of it, I bet, will be as good as what I drink at home. Yazoo, yeah, uh, proud sponsor of this podcast for which I am very grateful. Something different this week, uh, Jamie Cutteridge actually reached out to me. He is a freelance writer and a former founding editor of At UK NFL and Any Given Sunday Night uh freelance writer, and he is based just outside London. And shockingly, a man based just outside London considers himself a fan of the Tennessee Titans. Jamie, how are you? Thank you for offering to join.
1: Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I, there aren't many Tennessee Titans fans over here. And in terms of how I am, obviously much worse after Sunday, which was just an absolute disaster.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I'm going to ask you some dumb shit here frankly <laughs> the first of which is if you have any advice for how i can adopt your accent my show the midday 180 is broadcasting from uh banker boy no what is it barrow boy and banker pub uh, in london on friday evening for which i'm supposed to have my british accent down <laughs> uh, and i fail miserably at every attempt
1: i think the best way to blend in in london is probably not to have any kind of discernibly, like, cliched British accent to be. No, honest. but
0: during that show, I don't want to blend in. During that show, I want people in Nashville to think that I have become a <laughs> Londoner. Uh, I'll have to fake it, I suppose. Uh, how yeah. did How do you wind up? Are you from England, obviously.
1: Yeah, from here. Um, my when I was about ten or eleven, so going back, like, probably around the time the Titans moved to Nashville. Um, my dad used to go out to work in, in Knoxville, actually, rather than Nashville two or three times a year. Um, so when I started getting into American football around that age, um, the t- that was like as good a link as I had with anywhere in America, really. So me and my dad kind of adopted them as our team. Um, so, yeah, it's been obviously like fairly up and down since then. And uh,
0: How old I- were you your first time?
1: So when I first got into it, I would have been about, I'd have been 11 when they made the Super Bowl. Um, but then only made it over to Nashville for the first time last autumn, so came across for the Ravens game last October. Um, a better then, Ravens game than this last Ravens yeah, game, yeah, much better. And then uh, with like five days' notice, flew across to the playoff game in uh, in New England uh, in January as well, which was a oh. lot of fun, if very silly.
0: Well, that's some dedication. Um... So, what? Uh, how lonely in existence is it uh, over there to to be a Titans fan and maybe to be uh, an NFL fan?
1: Being an NFL fan is becoming like much less lonely. I mean, the people watching will see on um, TV on Sunday. You know, there's going to be eighty-five thousand people in Wembley Stadium for the game. That's going to be the same three weeks in a row. You know, we just had Seattle and Oakland play a dreadful game on Sunday, and that was a sellout. Titans and Chargers will be a sellout. And then we've got the Eagles and Jags in um, the weekend after and and 85,000 people watching Titans and the Chargers is much more than you'd get watching that game anywhere in America. So it's becoming much less lonely um, and not only at the games as well. You know, normally on a Sunday night over here, I'll have friends come over or I'll go to a friend's house and we'll stick the games on and just watch red zone through till 1am our time for the most part. It's, it's becoming bigger and bigger over here. And since the games started coming over to Wembley stadium in 2007, that's been the thing that's really kicked it into life a little bit in terms of being a Titans fan. Um, that hasn't really kicked off over here as much as for some teams, partially because um, they haven't been over before. They'll be, I think the 28th team out of the 32 to come over to the UK when they play on Sunday. Um, But also, you know, in that time when the NFL has been getting popular, the Titans haven't really enjoyed any success. So, you know, the Thursday night games, the Sunday night games, the Monday night games, they're all on TV. Excuse me. Um, But in the two Sunday, like afternoon slots over there or evening slots over here, when you've got a choice of the full games and they're the ones that get the biggest viewership over here, the Titans are rarely shown because the Titans are rarely relevant.
0: You mentioned it being a dreadful game, the Seattle-Oakland game. The last six or eight international games have been dreadful games. Is there a theory? Do you have a theory as to why? Because we've talked to some people. It seems too simplistic to say that one team has figured out the travel element and the other hasn't so consistently. So why in England, and I guess Mexico City is included here, but why do you think – you guys haven't been treated to what we all enjoy so much about the NFL, which is usually a last possession game mm. or a field goal game.
1: I mean, I think part of it is, you know, if the Titans have won even their last two games, so if they'd beaten the Ravens or beaten the Bills, um, this game this coming Sunday would have been the first game played in England between two teams with winning records.
0: Yeah, that's crazy too. And that's partly scheduling, but it's also partly bad luck.
1: Right, yeah. if the Jags
0: and the Eagles both win this weekend, then next weekend will be the first time you ever get two winning teams.
1: Yeah. So if you've got, so if you haven't got two winning teams, you've probably got a good chance of the games being fairly lousy because it just takes one team to show up. Um, we've had some decent games over the years. There was a tied game between um, Washington and Cincinnati a few years ago. There was quite a good one between Detroit and Atlanta where I think it was settled with a last-second field goal that was retaken. So we've had a few good ones, and we've had. Most of the decent teams now, you know, we've had um, the Patriots have been over a couple of times. Drew Brees and the Saints have been over a couple of times. Um, the big team that everyone's waiting to come over for, the, the Packers are the big team that haven't come over. Um, but I think on Sunday, OK, it was it was one-sided. I don't know how much you can put down to it being in the UK or just the fact that the Raiders are dreadful at the moment. And it looks yeah. like the Seahawks are beginning to get themselves together.
0: What... Um... I'm curious a little bit about what to expect at, at Wembley, which uh, I've admired from afar, you know, heck, all the way back to, to my childhood, which included uh, what was the giant, giant uh, concert that they had in Philadelphia and Wembley yeah. uh, simultaneously. I am thinking it's We Are The World and I'm misnaming it probably. Live Aid. Live Aid. Um, you know, so I was fascinated by that. I've been fascinated by, you know, gigantic international soccer and, and Olympic sized events. Um, what's it like as a, uh, as a NFL football venue?
1: I mean, the stadium's great. I've, I've been, I couldn't tell you how many times I've been, I've been to most of the NFL games over here and plenty of soccer games and concerts as well. Wherever you are in the stadium, you get a good view. Um, and it, and it is conducive to fairly good atmosphere. It's quite easy to make noise. Um, the big difference is between that and a, and a regular NFL value in the States is the the stadium is mainly full of neutrals. You've mainly got people who are just going because it's an NFL game rather than it's because they're teams. So actually, um, home advantage doesn't really come into play, which I guess the Chargers should be used to, right, coming from L.A. Um, but the Seahawks fans actually, despite the fact them being the away team on Sunday, Um, there were more Seahawks fans at Sunday's game than I've seen for any other team coming to Wembley. And their fans were like loud. You know, they made the noise, you know, they're making noise on third down like you'd expect to hear in Seattle. We haven't had that in any of the games over here before, either because it's full of neutrals or just the fans weren't like necessarily aware when the right times to make noise were. So I imagine Sunday, I'd expect there'd be a fair few more Chargers fans than Titans fans. But I think for the most part, it'll be like a, a fun atmosphere rather than like a vociferous one. And then you can tell when the fans begin to lose interest because they start doing the Mexican wave in the third quarter, like every time.
0: I want to circle back to that, choosing who to root for and how to root in a little bit. Uh, But first I wanted to talk about uh, your homelands football. Uh, Do you have a side and how is that chosen for you as a young man growing up in England and how much of a soccer guy are you?
1: I'm a I'm a big soccer guy. So um, I went to 78 soccer games last season at various levels. So I mainly go and watch um, like non-league football. So basically amateur football um, in like the seventh tier of English football, which I realise sounds ridiculous. Um, and it's a team called Kingstonian. I've been watching them for about eight or nine years. It's, a, it's just a good group of mates who go along and watch it. And we know the players and the management. It's good fun. Um, the team I grew up watching and still go and watch are that listeners might have heard of um are Aston Villa, who were in the Premier League up until two or three years ago. Um, I grew up near Birmingham, which is where they're from. So, so yeah, I'm a big soccer guy. Um So between the amount of soccer I watch and the amount of NFL I watch, I have a very understanding wife.
0: So I don't have a rooting interest in soccer, and I've come to terms with that. But I really like watching matches, World Cup, Premier League, whatever I come across. I, I love the commentary and the presentation. Of the epl in the states but i'm determined i'm hell-bent on going to a good epl game during this trip with my nine-year-old and my wife and so i set out to get chelsea manu tickets to go to stanford bridge a classic place right yeah i get uh, i get really fired up for it i've got some connections i work every connection i know i come up empty uh, in every regard. I'm eyeing StubHub. I'm eyeing stub hub. I'm eyeing stub hub. It's getting close. And I finally decide, you know what? I've got uh, free flights for my family on points. We're going to Paris for a couple days after this. We get free hotel on points. I'm going to make this investment in, you know, a once, <laughs> once in a lifetime experience. So before fees, I spend $1,200 on three tickets. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Steep. Tuesday on my way to, uh, head over to the Titans, I get a phone call from an administrative assistant of one of these connections looking for my credit card number because I got three tickets at face value for <laughs> uh, Stanford Bridge. So of course I take these three tickets and now I'm trying to find a way to recoup some of what I spent on the expensive scalp to tickets. Surely there's got to be a market for me. Once I get to London, I don't want to get adre- uh, arrested for scalping, Advise me on how to best get maximum dollar for three tickets to Chelsea, May and You.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I, uh, it, you don't get many people standing outside games, soccer games, selling tickets like, yeah, I don't want to
0: sell them there either because I'm the kind of guy that'll get arrested and then I'll miss it, the game and swallow all six tickets.
1: Yeah, I'm, i your best bet's probably going back online or maybe like, I don't know, pe- like people on the internet, like if you just do a Twitter search for like, Chelsea United ticket. People will be saying, can you get me a ticket? Um, and they'll be looking to buy. I mean, it's the hot, it's the hottest ticket in town for this weekend, definitely in the Premier League, probably for the next few weekends. You know, it's, it's not just two of the top teams, but you've got Jose Mourinho going back to Chelsea with Man United. He's under pressure at the moment. Should be a great game. I, I think you should get most of that back.
0: All right. Well, if you know anybody, you send them my di- <laughs> you send them my direction. What am I expecting at this atmosphere? I've been told I'm going to have to earmuff my kid for some of the songs, and I, I understand that. But compare uh, an atmosphere like that to uh, you know a great NFL atmosphere, which I've been in the middle of
1: uh, plenty of times. There'll be more singing, um, and probably a bit more like. I don't know i mean the language can be bad at both right but you'll have a lot of people just like standing up and swearing directly at players quite loudly um which is i I find quite fun to be honest um but yeah the atmosphere should be pretty good um the thing is particularly with football games like the different areas of the ground depending on where you sat some some places will be a lot louder than the others there are different sections um the united away support actually um is probably the best away support in the country they'll sell out there and their fans will be stood up for the whole game they'll be singing the whole time the united away support is great and that'll be well worth experiencing
0: well i'm really looking forward to it but i'm uh, hoping to recoup some of these losses and do something else uh fun along the way here guest is jamie cutteridge a uh, freelance writer who lives outside of london and happens also to be a titans fan um This is the Paul Kuharski podcast brought to you by Yazoo Brew. What we're going to do here is take our pause and move on to the second half of this, which will be more than half, uh, which is for members only. So uh, we've given you a taste of the good conversation we're going to have here. I am going to ask jamie about the monarchy and see if i can manage not <laughs> to insult him in the way i insulted uh the person we talked to on the midday 180 on wednesday i'm going to find out what the second must see thing is beyond the tower of london which everybody has said is number one i'm going to ask him what he's liked best about being a titans fan since he was nine year old boy what he's liked least and he's going to ask me a little bit about John Robinson. Uh, Jimmy Morris of Music City Miracles wrote about Robinson's culpability and the state of the team currently, uh, and he wanted to get my take on that. So all that and more coming up in part two. If you're not a member of my site, $5.99 a month or 12 months for the price of 11 Really not much to ask, a price of a, a fancy cup of coffee or a nice pint. In exchange for access to everything I write, Blake Bedingfield, the 19-year Titan Scout, writes a preview and a review of every single game. Um, You get the podcasts, both pieces, including the good one that's still to come. You get um, Periscope and Facebook live broadcasts uh, that are private for the most part, including after the game. I'll be doing one from Wembley or back at my hotel if the Wi-Fi requires it um all of that and more and uh if you're a true titans fan and you want to be an insider look we are a uh exclusive club a small but determined group if you want to bond with like minded people you get in our facebook group and you hang out together a lot of ticket exchange uh, a lot of sponsor uh endorsement and usage and the like it's a lot of fun we are a, uh, a good group, so I encourage you to consider joining us. We'll be right back after this short pause. If you're a member, just stay tuned, and we'll pick right up with Jamie Cutteridge from London.
1: The Paul Kraharski Podcast is a joint production of paulkraharski.com and Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit
0: vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L dot